y'all, it's Mel, and you're listening to The Rough Draft TV, where we talk about faith, purpose, work, and wellness. As a part of The Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday story. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all, it's Mel. Welcome back to my Rough Draft podcast, which is a part of the Rough Draft Collective. And yeah, thank you for tuning in this week. So today we are continuing our discussion on the Going Deeper series. If you have not been listening in, then for the month of October, we've been talking about going deeper. So the first week we talked about what it means to go deeper with God. And then the last two weeks, we talked about going deeper in our purpose. So I hope that you've been enjoying this series because I honestly think that I think <laughs> I think I'm going to continue with past October um, I have one more series that I want to do before this season and year ends out but I just feel like you know it is important as we are wrapping up 2019 and the holidays are coming up that we make full use of the time that we have you know I feel like a lot of us have checked out and we're focused on 2020 and the new decade but I firmly believe that God still has something in store for us today. And so I believe that if we can really get this concept of going deeper in him and what he has for us as we close this year out, then I believe that we'll be able to go even farther in 2020 and in all of the years to come, right? So yeah, so in part one and two, and then part twos too, <laughs> um, we've done a lot of self-reflection and, you know, talking about how we can be different from the inside out, how we can can, you know, acknowledge God as our source and really be obedient to the things that he has us to do and letting go of our will and tapping into his will. But this week is going to be a little different and I'm probably going to go ahead and have to do a part two because I don't think that I'm going to be able to get through everything today, but we'll see how we do. But this week, instead of focusing inwardly, we're going to be focusing outwardly. And so this week or possibly for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to go deeper in our relationship with others. And I say this every week, so do not come for me. (laughs) I say this every week, but y'all, and I guess I should get used to it that I am going to get tested on the very same thing that I talk about because y'all, when it comes to relationships, I even today as I'm recording this podcast, like I have been tried. Let's just say that. Okay. (laughs) So, So yeah, so we are going to talk about what it means to go deeper in our relationships with others. And my hope is that as we've been doing this inward work for the last three weeks, hopefully we will be able to digest this week's episode a little easier, Um, not just take it in, but also be able to implement because we've been doing so much inner work, we should be able to start seeing the outward results, right? So let's jump right in. So if you've been following the Rough Draft Collective, then you know that kind of our four focus areas are faith, purpose, work, and wellness. So what does it mean to go deeper in our relationships and what does that have to do with my rough draft or with the rough draft collective? And so the truth is, is that, you know, as much as I didn't hope that I could just rely on me, you know, to live out my purpose and to live out my faith, you know, people, 
play a role in every aspect of our lives. They play a role in our faith, in our everyday work, in our wellness, in our purpose. And they actually play, you know, the arguably the second or the third most important role when we talk about discussing walking out our purpose in our daily life, because people are involved, people are involved in our daily life, whether we like them to be or not. People are attached to our purpose, whether we like it or not. And so today we're going to talk through some principles that I feel like God is highlighting in my life when it comes to dealing with other people. And hopefully it's going to be very practical. I have a lot to get out to you. So again, we're probably going to go into next week, but we'll see where we go. So number one, we go deeper in our relationships by learning who we are and accepting how God made us. That way we can have the best outcomes in our relationships by bringing best our best selves to the table, right? And so whether or not we want to accept it, as much as we want to be self-sufficient, one of our core needs is to is to belong and to be accepted by others. So much so that many of us often go to extremes <laughs> that God never called us to in order to be accepted by others and in an effort to be loved and belong and be needed, right? And so we can play this game like, you know, we don't need anyone, but really, you know, we were all created with a deep desire to have healthy relationships with others. However, however, I think that one of the main reasons why we don't have healthy relationships, and there are many reasons, but I think that one of them is because we don't bring our real selves to the table. You know, we try to be someone we're not in order to be accepted. And then we're disappointed when we're still unfulfilled and we have all of these people, all of these so-called friends around us, and we still feel unfulfilled. We still feel alone because those people don't know us, you know, because we're pretending to be something that we're not. And I personally, personally used to go through a lot of this in my life, you know, especially, you know, growing up as a child, you know, always feeling like something was wrong with me and feeling like I didn't belong with any particular group of people, whether that be family, friends, romantic relationships, always feeling like I didn't belong, you know, and I've talked about this before in prior episodes that, you know, sometimes I can be more sensitive and I can be a little more, you know, I have more feelings or can be a little more emotional. And I remember specifically, you know, sometimes being called emotional or, or being called sensitive as if it were negative. And I always thought again that something was wrong with me because things affected me more deeply than they affected others, right? But God had to show me that, you know, being emotional or being sensitive, that that was a gift that he gave me when he created me, right? When he formed me, you know, God had to show me when I formed you, I created you to have an empathetic heart. I created you to have a sensitive heart for the people that I've called you to. So don't try to erase away what I've crafted inside of you, right? And so I used to think, you know, something was wrong with me because I was more on the introverted side, you know, now I can be extroverted. Don't, don't get me wrong. I can get loud. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of my friends growing up and in college, you know, some of them were more extroverted than I was. And, you know, they had no problem being in large groups of people versus me. You know, I walk into a room, especially with people that I don't know or don't feel very, very comfortable with. And like, 
I get immediate anxiety, right? (laughs) Because like I would much rather have like a meaningful conversation with like a one-on-one or like a few people that I'm comfortable with versus like giving my opinion or speaking out in front of like lots of people that I don't know. That's just my personal, my personality. But, and so people would be like, oh, you're so quiet or, oh, you don't ever have anything to say. And if I'm being honest, that would trigger me because it wasn't ever that I didn't have anything to say. It was just that I wasn't comfortable, you know, or, you know, it was out of my comfort zone. And of course, you know, we have to be able to get out of our comfort zone. And that is something that I am working on, but that's just not who I am naturally. And again, I used to think that something was wrong with me because of that. And God had to show me like, no, I created you that way. And I made no mistake in the way that I created you. And while you may not be the loudest person in the room, when you speak, other people listen, you know, and he told me, you know, I've given you the eye to see people that others don't see. I've given you the gifts to be able to have meaningful conversations, you know, with people that with with people that others may overlook. And so you can't allow your personality, your personality to limit what I can do through you, you know, and that I may be quiet, but my words still hold power because they come from God and because I, you know, I walk with God and I pray every day that he will speak through me. And so my words hold power, regardless if I'm quiet or not, regardless if I'm sensitive or not, regardless of my personality, you know, God made no mistake when he created me. So I should not limit myself to what he can do through me. Right. And so again, when we learn to be joyful in the way that God created us and not try to be anyone else, then we have better relationships because we're bringing our real selves to the table. Because I understand who I am and I understand whose I am, I don't have to be loud or be heard in order to be long. I don't have to do what what, what is not me in order to be long. Now, of course, like I said, there are times where you have to step outside of your comfort zone and step past that, you know, but But again, I can be bold in my relationships and I don't have to cower or be someone else in order to be accepted. Right. And oftentimes, you know, God will create us in a certain way so that when he pushes us to do something that's beyond our personality type, he gets all the glory. Perfect example of this podcast, (laughs) you know, like again, I have opinions. I'm very opinionated, but I'm not always the most vocal. You know, I would prefer to just write out my feelings, you know, or write out what I feel like God has called me to do. But he uses me to speak through me for this podcast because everyone that knows me and I know that I could not do this on my own strength. Like this podcast would literally not be happening if I relied on my personality type, right? And so sometimes he may, you know, make different quirks or or, or create different quirks with within us so that you know, he can get the glory in what he has called us to do. You know, it's that balance of accepting, you know, who and loving who God has created us to be and knowing that, you know, we can be our best selves in relationships by being our real selves in relationships, but also knowing that we are not limited to our personality types, that we are not limited to our feelings, that we are not to be controlled by our feelings, because again, we want God to get the glory, you know, wherever we feel like we fall short, right? So, 
you know, we just have to understand that before that before God formed you, he knew you, he created you to be in his image. And so a few ways that I have gotten to better know myself um, and again, be better with others by bringing my real self to the table is by using personality tests. And the ones that I personally have identified most with are like the Myers-Briggs. So like, for example, or the 16 personality test, like I'm a INFJ, I think, and the Enneagram test. And on the Enneagram scale or whatever, I'm a number four. Um, if you couldn't already tell, <laughs> but yeah, so the test that I took had a faith-based, faith-based perspective. So don't be emailing me talking about, you know, these tests are demonic. Listen, we are not held captive to these personality types and these tests, I've said it before, are not the one all be all, but I think they do give good context to who you are and how you can best function as your real self and how you can best relate to other people. So I will link in the show notes, you know, the test that I took so that you guys can have them. But yeah, I will check it out. You know, they're fun little tests. And I think a lot of it, you know, does have some truth to it. So check that out. All right. That's number one, child. We ain't going to get through half of these notes. (laughs) All right. Number two, we have the best outcomes on relationships when we see people in the right perspective and understand the role and the bigger purpose behind their position in our life. I'm going to say that again. We have the best outcomes in our relationships when we see people in the right perspective and understand their role and bigger purpose when it comes to their position in our life. And so I want you to picture like your favorite movie. Like you have a movie, right? And you have all the different characters in the movie. So you have your main characters, you have your supporting roles, you have your extras, those that are just in the crowd. You have the protagonist or the hero. You have the antagonist or the villain or the enemy. And, you know, some characters, you know, are there throughout the entire movie. Some just make an appearance. But my point is, is that every single role is different, right? But every role plays a part in the bigger picture, right? I'm about to blow y'all mind, sorry. (laughs) But it's the same thing when it comes to people being a part of our purpose. Everyone plays a different role and it's up to it's up to us to seek God on what their purpose in our lives is because I think where we go wrong and where I've gone wrong is that we start to give the extra you know the extra in the movie we start to give that extra the role and the expectation that we would you know a main character right and we place lifetime expectations on someone who was only supposed to be present for a scene of our lives boom I'm gonna stop this podcast right then now that was good (laughs) I'm sorry but that was good all right moving moving right along (laughs) but I think we are disappointed like like even sometimes we are disappointed when like you know villains or quote-unquote enemies or quote-unquote haters you know show themselves to be exactly who they were supposed to be and it's like all of a sudden you know we're hurt because we have a friend that stabs us in the back and we're we're hurt because you know someone has said something negative and we're surprised by the hurt when really God created that conflict that he may be able to strengthen you 
in that hurt, you know? And I feel like there's an opportunity for us to grow in our faith by forgiving and by praying for them and by leaning to God when we get hurt. But instead, we become so undone and so, you know, derailed by the hurt versus having the right perspective, right? And so we have to begin to understand that the roles people play in our lives and we have to begin to rightly discern the seasons that we're in. You know, some of us can be in seasons of many, you know, where we just have a lot of people around us and, you know, we're, you know, fruitful and and whatever. And then we come to a season where we only have a few people around us and where we may feel, you know, alone or abandoned. And again, in those seasons, we feel like, well, God has abandoned us. But sometimes for acceleration, you know, God has to separate us, you know, and sometimes we're in a season where we can be around everyone. And then there are also seasons where there's so much changing going on within you. There's so much shifting going on that's that's going on inside of you. God's doing a lot of stuff. And then God's protection, you know, sometimes he will separate us to where there's only a few people around us that can be trusted, you know, with all of the changing and the shifting and the vulnerability that we're in, right? And he doesn't want to make a spectacle of you. So he hides you as he begins to work some things out within you. And so that goes, but, you know, I'm getting off track, but going back to like how that, how that goes into like understanding the roles that people play in our lives, you know, some people are there to encourage us. Some people are there to challenge and test us, you know, and just because you have someone that you don't like, you know, again, instead of passing the test and praying for them and not allowing them to maintain your peace, we invest our time in trying to get even and trying to prove ourselves and compete. And that's just not the purpose that they are there to serve. You know, we pray for people to come into our life that will push us further into our purpose. But instead of investing in the community and the support that God has given us, you know, we blow them off trying to hold on to Billy or Joe or Susie and Billy, Joe, Susie no longer serve a purpose in our lives. We have God has entrusted us with new people and we keep trying to hold on to the old stuff, you know, but then we go and pray, God, bring me, bring me people. And it's like, you've got to steward the people that I give you. Right. And so are we going to halt our growth, trying to hold on to what was, you know, and does that, I'm not, am I saying that you got to cut all your old friends off? You know, no, and that's not what I'm saying. But again, you just have to understand what, what people's purpose is in the moment. Okay. So yeah, that's number two. And then let's see how much time do we have? I'll go through number three and then we'll pick back up next week. So number three is we have to learn how to love people enough to let them know what we need. And if I'm being completely transparent, I sometimes can be very guilty of putting unmet and unsaid expectations on people. And I say this because, again, I've been in seasons where I've had all these people around me and I still felt alone. I've been in seasons where, you know, I felt like I was just always questioning people's loyalty and not being able to trust people. And nothing changed in the relationships. Like it wasn't in certain scenarios. It, it was where, you know, that person may have done something to, you know, mistreat my trust for them. But there were other most instances where nothing had really happened. Everything was fine. But for some reason, you know, I started to not trust them or I started to look at them different or I started to feel feel or question if they were really for me. And, and the thing about it is this is that, you know, when you're the strong friend, you often don't want people to see that you're weak. You don't want to say that you need people. Right. But then when you actually 
you do need support and help, you don't say it. And then you punish people for not supporting what they don't know to support. And that's what I found is that, you know, when I was in that season that, you know, I wasn't saying, you know, I need help. I wasn't saying that I needed prayer. So they didn't change. But then my needs changed. And because I didn't communicate to them that, you know, that my needs have changed, then I held them I held them responsible for something that they that they didn't know, you know, had changed. Right. I hope that makes sense. But for me, it, it was really a thing of rejection where I was re- afraid to say that I needed help. And I was afraid that if I said I needed help, that they wouldn't show up and then I would get upset. So then I just didn't ask, you know, or shame. You know, I fear sometimes really talk of really saying or, or vocalizing to people what I'm really going through because I don't want them to disqualify me in their head or look at me differently, you know, if I really say what I'm really dealing with, right? And I was listening to Sarah Jates Roberts podcast, which I love is my favorite of all time. Um, But I was listening to her podcast where she was talking about, you know, being more direct and how she's starting to, for example, tell her husband what she needs and, you know, displaying to her like her employees, you know, what she needs and being more direct about it. And it's really been blessing me because I feel like that's something I'm, I'm working on as well, you know, to one, know that I'm not alone, you know, and nothing that I say or vocalize to someone, I'm not by myself. There's always someone that's going through the same thing that you're going through. That's why God is so strategic about the people that he places in, you know, in your life because so that you won't be alone, right? Um, So we have to one, know that, know that I'm not alone, but then of course not be afraid to tell others what I need and be direct in it and not be apologetic about it, right? And so, you know, the fear of approval is probably the biggest thing that we have got to learn how to push past and overcome, you know, because love is built on trust and vulnerability. And of course, there there's levels to me, there's levels of access to me. So I want to be clear, everyone doesn't get that same access or, or vulnerability level. You know, I'm not going to be vulnerable with the coworker how I am going to be vulnerable with my best friend or how I'm going to be vulnerable with my mom, you know, and my needs from a coworker and a parent are going to be two different things, right? So, you know, use the discernment everybody don't get the same access to you it's levels to this okay (laughs) but every level of a healthy relationship does require a level of trust and it does require a level of vulnerability so for example like if I am a high performer at work and I have all of these different tasks that I have you know but I need help. If I don't voice to my coworkers that I need help, if I don't voice to my boss that I need help, and then I'm stressed out while they're chilling, you know, I'm going to be resentful and bitter, right? So I have to be able to be vulnerable enough and trust them enough to let them know my needs. Now, what happens when you display or tell people your needs and they refuse to fulfill them or they disappoint you or they take advantage of your vulnerability? Then to me, at least, at least what God is showing to me and what I've learned in counseling <laughs> is that, you know, at least I took the step of faith. God is my defender. He'll protect me. And so I don't have to live in fear of rejection because he's for me. He's not against me and he'll deal with whoever, whenever, <laughs> you know. So even if X, Y, Z, you know, even if the worst case scenario happens, you know, God is still good. So now, of course, I'm being light about this, but this would not apply to, 
you know, any scenarios of abuse or dysfunction or stronghold soul ties. We we ain't talking about that. That's a whole another story, you know. But you know, for the main healthy, you know, daily relationships with friends, family, and coworkers, you know, relationships. I think that these principles can apply. And yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and cut it because um, I'm not even halfway done. So we will pick it back up next week. Um, but for this week's homework, I want you to literally assess every relationship that you have in your life, both good and bad, down to the individual person if you can, um, or you can keep them in groups of people. But I want you to assess every relationship that you have, and I want you to pray about it and seek what purpose they serve in your life right now. One idea that comes to mind is if like particular relationships that you are struggling with, so if you don't have time to assess every single relationship, but there are a few that you may have had questions about or you need to figure out, then I think that this would be a really good exercise for you. And one thing that I did in particular about a relationship that I felt like I was kind of struggling with, it was a friendship that I wasn't you know, sure if I needed to keep or not, is that I found a similar story or like a similar relationship in the Bible. Um, and so of course that may not apply to everyone, but I found that that was very helpful. Um, but yeah, I just want you to assess the purpose of the relationships that you you have around you so that you can have the proper perspective. Um, so that's one homework assignment you can do. Another one, again, I want you to try out one of the personality tests that I'll have in the show notes so, so that you can learn more about yourself and the people around you. And then the third option, and a lot of y'all aren't going to choose this option, but I really want you to do this option too. <laughs> but I want you to hit up someone and I want you to let them know a need that you have. Maybe you really need prayer. Maybe Maybe you really need a listening ear. Maybe you need to, you know, confront or not, as my as my therapist says, care front someone. Maybe you need to let them know that they're not meeting a need of yours. But I want you to pick one person and explain a need that you have. And we will pick back up next week. So, yeah, let me pray really quick. And then again, we'll end this session for today. So, Lord, I just thank you for bringing us all here today. Lord, I thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast episode. Lord, I just thank you for entrusting me with this podcast. I thank you for seeing past my flaws, seeing past my shortcomings and trusting me with this podcast. I do not take it lightly. So I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I just pray for us, Lord. If if I got tried on this subject, then I can't even imagine, um, you know, what other people are gonna go through and, and, and experience and, you know, have to walk out when it goes to going deeper in our relationships but Lord you help us um, you help us and you are with us and you are for us and so I just ask for you to be a present help for us Lord in our time of needs I pray Lord that you will help us to be vulnerable um, that you will help us to know the balance of course between guarding our heart um, but also trusting and being vulnerable with people and letting them know what we need Lord and not being apologetic about who you have called us to be Lord I pray for anyone who feels like like, you know, that they are missing something or they feel like something is wrong with them, you know, because they feel like they can't bring their real selves to, to their friendships, to their family. Lord, I just pray for them. I pray that 
you will comfort them, Lord. I pray that you will let them know who they are in you. Um, and I just pray that you will renew their identity in Jesus' name, um, that they will know that they lack nothing and that you created them, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. And I pray that you will remind them of that, Lord. Um, I just, I really pray for that. I don't know why I feel that so hard, but I just pray that you will renew our identity in you. Um, but I also pray that you will help us <laughs> when we walk this out as far as going deeper in our relationships. You know, every single relationship that we have, whether it's healthy, whether it's challenging, Lord. And I pray that you will just reveal to us the bigger purpose. So when there are situations where we may wonder, you know, is this person an enemy and we don't know how to deal with it, Lord, I pray that you will tug on our hearts, Lord, when we want to talk about people, when we want to gossip people, I pray that you will literally grab our tongue and that we will start to speak blessings and pray blessings over those who persecute us as it says in your word to do, Lord. And I just pray that you'll help us to be more intentional, even with our friendships, with our family, Lord. Help us to, you know, wound, help us to mend. I pray that you will mend those broken relationships, Lord, as according to your will. But I also pray that you will help us to set healthy boundaries where they are necessary, Lord. And I just hope that you'll be able to help us navigate this because listen, <laughs> you know your people and it is not easy, but we thank you for every single person you have placed in our life and you will get the glory in all of this. And I thank you for that. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. All right. Well, that's it. I got to go because again, I'll be getting tested y'all <laughs> about this stuff, but um, I love y'all so much and I pray that y'all will have a great week and I'll see y'all next week for part two. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Rough Draft Podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theroughdraftcollective.com, where you can subscribe to this show and iTunes so you'll never miss a show. And you can also follow us on social media at the Rough Draft Collective on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. So if you love this show, please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Check out our latest ebook called Unfinished Business. Learn how to get back on track to God's purposes for your everyday life. Thank y'all so much for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.